How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Week 9 preview episode. Uh, it's myself and Garrett, and then we got Jake the Auto Draft King making his podcast <laughs> debut. Jake, introduce yourself. What's going on, fellas? Don't be afraid of me just because I auto-draft better than all you fools regular drafts. Yeah, well, taking pride. And he drafted uh, Bell, too. Wow. <laughs> the one you know, movie uh, he takes credit for. One thing I never told anyone, David knows this, he, David tried to trade me for Bell in week one, and I didn't take it, knowing that if I didn't, I'd get fucked by it, and here we are. Well, what did he offer you? Did he offer you one? Oh, uh, I think it was something stupid like Brita, you know how much he loves that guy. Yeah, well, at least you didn't trade away James White. So, uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to jump into uh, the matchups here. I'll start with me versus George, as always. Um, so, on my side, I'm kind of playing people off the waiver wire yet again, but I think Parker's got some good upside. I think Jordan Howard's got a really good game script. And because of the trade now, I think Cortland Sutton has some real value. I'm sure Jake will want to speak on that. Uh, if Cooper Cup can come back this week and put up a decent floor, um, I should have a good chance against George. But right now, as you can see, the projections are pretty uh, far apart. I do think you know he's going to change out his defense from New England because I think that's going to be a big shootout there. Keenan Allen might have some potential to come back. And then Marvin Jones, after the trade, um, as well on the other side, is uh, a potential to target hog there. Uh, it just depends whether Xavier Rhodes shadows him or Kenny Galladay. Um, but I think George's running backs have kind of started to turn it on. He's actually got a team that I should be kind of afraid of this week, especially with Cam Newton back in his lineup. Of course, George stops trying to lose the one week he plays me. But with all the guys on bye on his bench, I don't think he really had a choice. Um, so, Garrett, what do you think about uh, Marvin Jones going forward? I'll let Jake talk about Sutton. What do you think between him and Galladay? How do you think that's going to shake out? Uh, it's tough to say. Uh, Golden Tate was obviously pretty big for them in terms of stretching the field. Galladay's more physically talented, but Marvin Jones just has a lot of red zone appeal. I think they're both pretty safe plays, but yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, I agree. Jake, uh, so what do you, as somebody who watches the Broncos more than anyone, how do you think Cortland Sutton is going to benefit from this trade or if he will? Yeah. I mean, I think he gets uh, Demarius Thomas's touches. I mean, as you guys probably know, like, you know, Thomas was only getting six or seven looks a week, but I think those pretty much just shift over pretty, uh, pretty evenly over to Sutton right away. Um, I think he's good for a touchdown pretty much every other week. So, you know, that would be something to expect out of him. He's going to be their deep guy. And I mean, Sanders gets open out of the slot deep, but um, I would expect at least, you know, eight to 10 uh, touches from Sutton. So I think he's got a, uh, a solid ceiling. I'd be a little worried about his floor, but I mean, like I said, he'll be getting increased volume this week. Yeah, hopefully for me at least. Uh, do you guys have anything to add on either side other than that? Uh, what do you think about Chris Carson? Is he finally established as the lead back in Seattle now, or what do you think about that situation? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I think Pete Carroll has talked about him since the offseason. As long as he stays healthy, I think he's a pretty good lock for that role. But even with the workhorse there, you've seen there's just some weeks where he just decides to give 20 carries to Penny or Mike Davis. So I think for the most part he should, but I wouldn't be surprised if he just puts up four points one week uh, out of nowhere. What do you think, Jake? Uh, yeah. I mean, I actually find your flex matchup pretty interesting uh, with Ido Smith and Chris Carson on George's side. Um, I honestly think it comes down to, 
Uh, it's pretty even across the board as far as your receivers and running backs goes. Um, I think one of those guys is going to get into the end zone, and I think that could be a slight edge in either of your favor. Yeah, definitely a good point. All right, uh, if you guys are good with that, we will move on to the next one. We got Kurt versus Manny. Kurt staring down the barrel of Manny's fucking high-scoring team here. I know how that feels. Um, we talked about it last week. You know, Kurt didn't make any waiver moves, so he's going to have to start Mike Crabtree and Corey Davis. Uh, this is only the second week out of eight that Corey Davis has not faced a uh, lockdown uh, cornerback on the opposing team, and the other time that he didn't, he put up over 150 yards and, you know, 30 points. So I think Corey Davis could actually surprise and uh, maybe give Kurt a little bit of help here. Um, I mean, he's been putting up 140 to 150 every week as long as Melvin Gordon is healthy. I think he's probably going to do that again. And then on the other side with Manny, I mean, Deshaun Watson has a really high ceiling in a shootout. I think Edelman's reception floor is probably six or seven. Um, You know, Cobb and Aaron Jones, he's got a lot invested in that game, but uh, I don't really see a way that that's a low-scoring affair there. Um, Travis Kelsey has a great matchup against Cleveland, uh, historically bad tight end defense. And as long as cooks out Latavius Murray is going to be useful. So I really think Kurt just has another really tough matchup ahead of him. Um, Jake, how do you see this matchup going down? Yeah. I mean, I think Manny is fucking stacked right now. I'd be really worried about him moving forward. Um, you see, I mean, the chiefs just keep rolling and I think Kareem hunt is becoming a, a greater and greater role every single week. I mean, I watched him trounce the Broncos last week. I mean, he's catching these downfield balls that we saw him do last year. I think he's going to be a big problem. And I think 19 points projection is low for him. So, um, and that's not even to mention the fact that Odell Beckham's on a bye. So uh, Manny's right. becoming more and more of a problem. Uh, I think, yeah, Kurt is going to, again, fall victim to a high uh, points against this week. Yeah, I definitely agree there. What do you have to add, Garrett? Yeah, I agree with Jay. Cream Hunt not only has been more involved in the game plan, but also stands to benefit even if Tyree Kill is even a little bit injured this week. And with the Chiefs probably having a huge lead, just salting away the clock against the Browns. Uh, has Odell and Alshon on by. Don't really like Sanu against Washington, but Cobb should be a big part of the game plan against New England. Kurt, I don't know what's up with him, Colm. Why does he keep picking up trash tight ends and putting him in the flex spot? Like, you might as well gamble with Mike Williams at this point. What do you, what is he thinking there? Yeah, I would, I mean, Mike Williams absolutely has way more upside there in the flex, and especially against Manny's team, that's what you got to shoot for. Um, so, I, don't I mean, know. even, even Jermaine Curse against the Dolphins, like, that's right. way more upside that's, there. Yeah, it almost seems like he's trying to lose there. Um, so we'll have to see what he, what he has to say for himself once this comes out. Um, I'm sure he'll be over pretty soon to watch some of this game with me, so I'll have to interrogate him on what kind of collusion him and Manny have been up to. Trying to steal any <laughs> more of his players. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to do some highway robbery yet again. Um, all right, well, if you guys are good with that one, we'll move on to James versus Joe. James's team has been taking a real steep stumble down the cliffs lately. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do this week. I mean, Joe, this is a matchup where it really just depends what Joe's team does. I mean, he's either going to put up 170 or another 100, 110 score. So, I mean, there's hope for James. I mean, again, I got my only win against Joe. Um, I mean, with Mahomes and Robert Woods, now Galladay, we talked about the same thing with Marvin Jones, who's going to get the shadow coverage. Um, so that's a big factor there. I think Amendola gives him a good floor. Uh, well, Sean McCoy, I think Chicago has only allowed like three running backs to go over five PPR points against them. So I'm, I don't, I'm not really confident there. And then Montgomery with his first week on a new team 
not somebody you want to rely on either. So it really comes down to, you know, his receiving core and then uh, Gronk and Funchess and really what Gronk does. Because, um, you know, Mahomes is probably going to put up some good points. And um, I actually just heard that the, the last time Mahomes and Baker faced each other, obviously in college, they, oh, combined, yeah. they combined for over 1,000 yards, so uh, passing oh. yards. So <laughs> um, it could be a potential shootout there. You never know. Um, and on Joe's side, I mean, again, he doesn't really make many waiver moves, and we've talked about it time and again. It's just whether or not his uh, big ceiling guys go off and if the rest of his team can just put up a sufficient score. Um, I mean, really, the only big question here with the matchup is Alex Smith. Uh, Atlanta's had a really horrible defense, but Alex Smith has been putting up pretty pedestrian scores and just been a game manager like he was two years ago. Uh, so, Garrett, what do, you, what do you have to say on this side? How do you think James can squeak out another win here? Uh... <laughs> Just completely flip his team around, try and trade however he does. I mean, he's just throwing out fab bids on people who just, like you said, Ty Montgomery, even against like an okay Steelers defense, probably isn't going to be very involved there yet. Uh, I think Gronk could have an okay game, but he just doesn't have the same ceiling as you've seen. Robert Woods has to deal with Cooper Cup coming back this week, so he's kind of, even in a shootout, probably not as big as you'd like to see. I mean, you hope for Galladay, but... I don't. I don't really see a way for him to win unless Baltimore just. I mean, Baltimore defense might be his best player, honestly. Yeah. Do you have anything to add there, Jake? On either side. I mean, other other than Mahomes, obviously. Oh, um, Mahomes. Yeah. True. I, I'm interested to see. Uh, I I feel like DJ Moore for the Panthers has been emerging a little bit as their offense gets going, and they're you know they're really they might be a threat in the NFC late in the season, but. Um, it'd be interesting to see how Funchess and Moore split touches. It seems like they want to get more more integrated in the offense. Um, and, you know, he may start to see big, big ceilings and th- those projections might not uh, mean much for him moving forward as, you know, they don't really get updated. Um, and then one other thing, too, that might favor Joe is that Atlanta plays awful on the road. If you look at their points scored, they literally I think they score like. 12 or 13 less on the road. Um, so beware of Calvin, Calvin Ridley on Joe's side in the flex spot. But um, I think AP will have a monster game against a, a pretty banged up Atlanta D. Yeah, that's a pretty good matchup for him and Smith too. Yeah, yeah, it just depends whether Chris Thompson is really healthy. I mean, if Chris Thompson was at full health, this would be the best matchup he could have. Atlanta's just horrible against pass catching backs. But Peterson's actually been – kind of passing or passing catching some passes um, yeah. like two three or four a game so I think he could really break one off there um, and I agree with DJ Moore I mean they even gave him a couple of rushes last week so they're kind yeah. of slightly using him in a Tyreek Hill type role just trying to get the ball in his hands so I wouldn't be surprised in a good matchup to see him go off either um, I agree do you guys have anything else to add to that one nope all right nope. We'll move on to Jake versus David here. Uh, I think, Jake, you're in for a pretty good bounce-back week, and we're all rooting for you to give David the fucking beatdown that he deserves. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody except for David is rooting for you uh, to lose here. So, I, you know, I think Sanders has a good week, especially without DT. Uh, Schuster could have, you know, a down week against Baltimore. Um, I guess over the past four or five years, um, every time the Steelers play at Baltimore – the point total has never gone over 34 points. And every time they play at Pittsburgh, the point total has never been below 40 points. So whenever oh, they wow. play at Baltimore, it's always a low scoring game there. So I don't see many. Touch- 
Yeah, I know, that's I a good stat. Stat of the day with Colin Graves. <laughs> I heard that one today on a podcast. So, uh, yeah, I don't see a lot of touchdowns to go around there, which is going to be tough, which is why um, I'm playing Derek Carr over fucking Roethlisberger. I just don't think there's any real potential for a high-scoring yeah, like game there. I like that play. Um, and then, you know, James White, I don't want to talk about it. He's going to get 50 receptions tonight. <laughs> His fucking projected 20.5. Uh, Philip Lindsay, I think, is going to have a pretty moderate game, but he always has a good potential for a touchdown and then your auto draft treasure george kittle is going to keep rolling and you got julio back um on the other side it's kind of tough to project what fitzpatrick is going to do carolina is not an easy d godwin has been up and down baldwin same thing for him willie sneed now that they got montgomery his role is kind of up in the air there um kind of like every week david just has to rely on his solid running back core and greg olson to you know, put up enough points to carry him through, but I don't think it's going to be enough this week. Uh, Garrett, how do you see this one going down? Uh, I think it's definitely a go for Jake unless David can finally make a move to uh, to try and get some wide receiver help. Pretty tough for him to lose Fuller last week. Uh, Godwin and Baldwin are just, you know, 15-point max. Pretty disappointing season so far. Uh, obviously, as the running back floor, but... Jake's team has the running back four and two great receivers – or three great receivers, sorry. I didn't even see Julio in the flex. Right. Uh, and then I'm also pretty bullish on Valdez Scantling. Uh Miles has another growing injury. Even with all three of them – even with all three receivers ahead of him last week healthy, Scantling still had a pretty big play. Only two catches but one touchdown. Um, should have at least some role in New England. So I think he's going to exceed his projection at least. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jake, call your victory. Yeah, I mean, if you're David, you're living and dying by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's a bad place to be, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when he's fit, starting Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is like is as likely to throw five touchdowns as he is to literally poop his pants on the field, so I'd be a little worried about Godwin and Fitzpatrick together. I I'm super down on Doug Baldwin. In some other leagues, I'm literally fighting people to drop him off of teams. Like, he has just been – I mean, I, they're filtering in some other guy, number 83. I, I've learned his name a couple times. I don't know. But he's basically taking Baldwin's spot. Uh, and then you look at Willie Sneed. I mean, he'll get you between 8 and 12 points, but that's not going to be enough. And like you said, he's going to have to rely on his running backs, I think. Um, I don't want to jinx it and say I'm going to destroy him, but I'm looking to have a solid week here. <laughs> And he also yeah. has the Rams defense still in, even though they're playing at New Orleans, which is questionable. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's definitely a interesting one there. Let me see. Does he – maybe in his opinion, he doesn't really have anybody he can drop and wants to keep the Rams through this week. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to get the trouncing he deserves. Um, we can keep going here. We'll go to Hop. I just want to shut, oh, yeah, shut his dumb ass up. I just want to shut his dumb uh, ass up. Every, everybody wants you to. <laughs> yeah, please. All right. <laughs> next next we got hop versus garrett um on hop side i mean it's kind of the same story every week with his team he's gonna have that floor um and then wilson seems like he's really kind of coming back into form he still doesn't have those rushing totals but at least he's shown his ability to throw some touchdowns uh josh gordon uh is really kind of up in the air how much they're going to use him with him showing up late and stuff you know belichick doesn't really like to deal with that but then outside of those guys there's really not a lot of talent i mean paul richardson could goose you frank gore has a pretty much non-existent ceiling um hooper you know after he had a couple games stretch but i don't think he's really great and then peyton barber has shown next to zero points uh floor and then garrett i mean 
right now it's looking like Le'Veon might the New York ne- latest reports that he might not even come back at all. And they might just not franchise tag him as kind of like a mutual under the table agreement. So I think he's going to keep rolling with his solid running back core there. I think Tariq Cohen is a pretty good bet this week. Um, they might not need to use him a ton with that game script, but uh, just all around, I think Garrett doesn't really have a weak point in his team aside from maybe Marquise Goodwin tonight with uh, Beathard being ruled out. Uh, Jake, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I got the whooping from Garrett last week. You're right when you say that he doesn't really have a weak point. I would say uh, I'm not a big fan of, of John Brown and Goodwin, but, I mean, when you have Hopkins and James Conner to cover that up, uh, you're looking pretty good. I actually didn't notice the the Ben Watson play for, from New Orleans. Interested to see how that one turns out. It feels like they have a couple no-name tight ends on their team. Um, so moving forward, that could be something to watch. And I guess – I even forgot that he has Barkley on his bench for a bye. So, uh, not just um, Barkley. He's got Ertz, Boyd, Barkley, Mack, and then Coleman on his bench. It's fucking ridiculous. He can make well, that team. That's better than my team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, I mean, you, gave, you gave him to me. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, uh, Garrett, actually, you and I have swapped solid waiver wire pickups. I got Scantling when you dropped him, and you got Mack when I dropped him way back when. So, mm. uh, nice little impromptu trade there. I do think Hop has a solid core um, with Gurley and Thielen, but uh, I smack topped him a couple weeks ago. I think the rest of his team is super boomer bust. So yeah, he's going to live and die. He's going to live and die from week to week. Definitely. Garrett, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I actually feel pretty good about Cohen. They gave up, as Jake knows, really big day to James White, who caught like 10 passes last week against them, even though they play pretty tough against traditional like ground and pound running backs. Uh, Goodwin, yeah, I'm pretty sketch out about him. Mainly just a boom play, try and give Hop a little bit of a chance with all my players <laughs> on by. Play a little, play a little risky. Uh, the New Orleans defense has actually, I mean, I, I didn't want to talk about the matchup with Thielen and Gurley. They're going to get 25 points, but outside of that, Richardson has a pretty good matchup. Josh Gordon, I think, you know, the concerns are valid, but he's just too talented for them not to at least see 60 yards against the Packers who just lost their safety, ha-ha, Clinton Dix. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I expect maybe five points out of Gore, maybe six points out of Hooper, but it just depends on if Field and Gurley want to break some more records on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. We'll see what happens. We'll never hear the end of it if you lose. Oh God! Yeah, uh, that's another one. Speaking of people who want to shut up, who are oh God, yeah, of a certain. I know Hop and David have just turned themselves into the enemies, but it's nice that we can all you know group together and just trash them. <laughs> makes us makes us all feel closer. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll move on to the final matchup. We got Andrew versus Jay. Andrew hoping to break the losing streak here. Um, I think with Breeze and Thomas, that's going to be a really high scoring game there. He's got some good floor. Um, Diggs, he's got a rib injury. They're kind of calling it maybe a game time decision, so that's a little scary. But if he can play, uh, he should do pretty well against Detroit. Um, I think Darius Slay will have to kind of bounce between him and Thielen. Um, so they should both kind of get their share. Uh, Sammy Watkins, especially if Tyreek doesn't play. I did hear Tyreek practice fully, I think, but Watkins, even with Tyreek, has had a really high ceiling and a pretty solid floor. Um, and then, you know, big question is Sony Michelle coming back or not, and then what Amari Cooper is going to do on the Cowboys. Uh, but overall, I think Andrew has a pretty solid floor here. And, you know, he's going against Jay, who his receiving core, we've talked about many times, has 
really high floor. Um, I think they all have really solid matchups. Cooks uh, going against New Orleans, uh, Devontae against New England, Jarvis versus Kansas City. Um, I think he's got a really high ceiling this week out of those guys. It's just like we've talked about every week, um, his running back starts and what he's got going on there. Because um, even in the flex with Lockett, he's always a – uh, not a good bet, but uh, he always has a chance to break off uh, a long touchdown run. So um, I think two really high ceiling teams here. I just think Andrew has the higher floor if things go south. Uh, Garrett, how do you see this one going down? Yeah, it's tough. Like he's mentioned, Jay's receivers obviously going to have a lot of points. Both these teams are actually constructed fairly similarly in that, uh, you know, the Breeze Thomas stack, Jay has the Goff Cook stack. Um, but it comes down to the running backs. And like you said, Sonny Michelle. Hopefully, or not hopefully, but should be back against Green Bay this week. And even though uh, it just pains me to watch Jay continue to start Charles, this guy Herndon, who had one catch last week that just happened to be a touchdown, so just confirms his genius apparently. Um, but he has Collins against Pittsburgh. Didn't really do too much against him the first time. I think John <laughs> Lewis could actually have a pretty solid game on Monday night. Dallas has been pretty bad against pass catching running backs. Gave up like seven catches to Alfred Blue one week, so that could be a solid play. But yeah, it's it's a rough showing. Yeah, I agree, Jake. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm looking at feel like I'm looking at these wide receiving cores for the first time this season. Both super super strong. Um, with actually a slight edge, I would say to. Jay with Tyler Lockett in the flex spot. Uh, I read a stat the other day that Wilson to Lockett is like the highest passer rating and touchdowns. And it's like a connection between a duo and it's not even close. Um, Lockett just gets open deep uh, consistently. You know, I get a lot of Seahawks games out here and he, I mean, the dude is ridiculous and all he does is catch touchdowns. But that being said, um, I'd be curious to see how Cooper does in his first week with Dallas on Monday night. I think they get him involved for like four or five catches, but I, I'm not sure um, whether those will be touchdowns or just 10 yard plays. And obviously he's been up and down a ton the last couple of weeks. So I definitely give a slight edge to Andrew, but I think it'll be a close, close matchup. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, if you guys are good, we can move on to the waivers. Um, was there anything that stuck out to either of you guys initially? Um, I don't think there were any really huge pickups this week as far as I remember right um I think you know Josh Adams was probably the biggest spend by James ten dollars we kind of talked about that on Tuesday that uh it's not the, it's not a bad pickup player wise but just with how little fab he has left that was a bit of an overspend um did you guys see anything that really stuck out to you Kurt finally dropped Dez <laughs> did he oh, yeah he probably nice. listened to <laughs> he dropped him today today he picked up some some dude named Jordan Thomas from the Texas. oh that was that that was that tight end that we were talking yeah. about it was a weird yeah. play yeah and I see Colin you got uh the guy Jake was talking about David Moore for the Seahawks who's kind of resumed that Baldwin role he's interesting yeah play. yeah I like I, mean, I again, like oh sorry go ahead Oh, I was just gonna say he hasn't had more than four targets in any game, but in the last four games he's had four touchdowns. So, what were you gonna say, Jake? I like uh, last, sorry last th- sorry last three games he had four touchdowns. There, yeah. go ahead, Jake. <laughs> oh, you're right, you're right. Uh, I like David's pickup, Robbie Anderson, for a dollar. Um, he's well, he's pretty solid. He, he just he just dropped him. Yeah, he just oh, dropped he did, him. and Never didn't mind. pick anybody up. He just cut him outright. <laughs> well, there you go, everybody. Uh, PSA. <laughs> PSA. <laughs> the genius that is David. <laughs> <laughs> He's riding around in his tardmobile. 
Uh, yeah. Um, but outside of that, I don't really think there was anything too big, right? Montgomery for five dollars just ridiculous. I, know I talked about it earlier, but that just that doesn't make any sense to me. I think James is in a conspiracy where he's just looking to burn all his fab up. Yeah, and I'm looking now. I see Andrew picked up a guy I've nobody's ever heard of, Brandon Powell on the Lions, and just reading his notes, they think he's going to fill in Golden Tate's role. Uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be T.J. Jones. He's kind of the fourth receiver on that team, and I thought so as well. But uh, kind of see how that pans out. I mean, he has room to stash and. Hope to you know wait for the playoffs if he ends up being a fruitful pickup there. Um, all right, well, if you guys don't have anything to add there, we'll go on to our uh, picks of the week. I'll start, as always. Um, I'm going to go with Devin Funchess. Uh, Carolina's playing Tampa Bay. Their cornerbacks uh, have just been wrecked. I mean, they have Brent Grimes back, but he's really kind of on the back end of his career. Um, I think, you know, in a pretty high-scoring game, I'd assume Funchess should be really solid for – at least 10 targets, I'd imagine. Uh, Cam's going to have to rely on him in comeback mode. Um, so I think, unless that's unless Fitzpatrick shits the bed completely, which could happen, but uh, my projection for him is going to be, uh, I think, seven catches for uh, 110 yards and two touchdowns. I think he's going off. Whoa. Yeah. Big. Jake, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, I got Jordan Reed on Andrew's team. Uh, I think I alluded to it a little bit earlier, but they got Atlanta coming to town. Um, Atlanta, basically all their linebackers got hurt in the first two weeks. Doesn't bode well um, for covering Reed. Uh, I think he's had kind of a down year. Uh, I would look, I mean, if the Redskins can pull their heads out of their asses, I would look for, uh, I would say, between six and eight catches from Reed and at least a touchdown, probably about – you know, just shy of 100 yards, right around that 80 to 100 yards mark. Um, I expect a big week out of him against a, a very banged-up Atlanta defense on the road. Yeah, I think they lost their safety, too. Yeah, that's not looking good for them. No. Nice. I hope so, because I got them a big money league. All right, Garrett, go ahead. <laughs> Whoa, other league. Other league. <laughs> alert, Wait, alert. Sorry. Where's Joe? I thought, I Where's thought, Joe? I thought we get one a week. All right, go ahead, Garrett. <laughs> Uh, my pick for the week is Amari Cooper. Obviously, Cowboys spent a lot on him, pretty much mortgaging their future on the fact that Dak will be able to produce now that he has a number one receiver. Uh, and Cooper fits the bill in terms of his physicality. He's big. He's one of the fastest six foot two plus guys in the league. Uh, and he seems like he's going on and off in terms of his week to week production, but he actually plays much better at home, every single home game this year. And obviously, that's back in Oakland, but. Uh, playing at home, he's reached 20 points every single game this year. The Cowboys have had a week to integrate him. I don't think they have a super complex pass offense. And there's really no competition for him for targets. But Zeke like, will draw attention away from him so he doesn't get super hard coverage as he might face in the past. Uh, yeah. Tennessee is like the best matchup for him, honestly. They gave up really big days to Crabtree, Alshon, Hopkins, who are all in that same kind of role. And they're also a pretty good run defense, so figures to be a good game script for him. I could see him doing seven catches for about 85 yards in a score. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I mean, he's one of the best separation receivers in the league, believe it or not. And uh, the Cowboys with a really solid O-line, giving Dak enough time to throw, I think Amari's going to have no problem getting open on Tennessee. Dude, they just fired their O-line coach. Did they? They, yeah. got, a good, they got a good one, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, their their O-line is, uh, I, I think it's good enough to, for Amari and uh, Dak to kind of have enough time there. And, I mean, outside of, you know, Adoree Jackson, they don't really have anybody who can hang with a guy like Amari. And even Adoree Jackson's a smaller guy. He's just really fast. So I, I do agree. I think Amari's going to have a pretty solid game. 
Um, all right, and then uh, finally, we will run through the matchups real quick and give who we think is going to win in one quick sentence if, or one quick comment if we would like to. Start with my matchup. Got to go with my team. I'm, I'm in the hunt. I'm coming for the playoff spot. Garrett, what do you think? I'm all aboard the George train. Yeah, win I know it. you are. Chris I know. Carson's He's your man. best buddy. Jake, what do you think? Colin, you, you got to roll the dice, put Demarius Thomas in. If you do that, I think you win. If not, you lose. You think he's even going to have a lot of snaps this week? First week with a new team. Not I mean, if I were you, to... I, if I were you, I'd be in fuck it mode and I'd try and put him in there. <laughs> oh That's man, true. I don't know. You should just do that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, I should mention that David is texting group me as we speak, and he has swapped Brita in for Greg Olson. So uh, when Ooh, he goes I'm down with his scared. eighth injury of the year, <laughs> live and die All with right. those Niners. Um, all right, next one we got Kurt versus Manny. Uh, I think Manny buries Kurt, and he's just got to suffer another loss, even if he puts up 150. Yeah, my dad's team, even with the buys, is looking pretty good this week. I don't think Kurt even touches 150 this week, honestly, especially if Melvin Gordon's out. Yeah, I'm not surprised if Manny touches 170 again this week. I think he's got a big win. All right, and then we got James versus Joe. Um, I think James has a decent chance, but I got to give it to Joe just with his ceiling. James started tanking for next year. Joe's going to beat him up. Yeah, I think I think Joe edges this one out. Uh, spoiler alert: Antonio Brown might not have a great game against the Ravens. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, we got Jake versus David next. Uh, we know we all want and predict Jake to win here. Anybody have anything to add here? Any shit talk David's way? I'm taking this fool out to the dumpster. He's going to have his mouth shown shut by the end of this week. I will say inside a report that David's team might not look the same by the time the matchup rolls around. I have heard some trade rumblings here. <laughs> um, I do. Uh, if, if David ends up losing out and going six and seven and missing the playoffs, I'm going to throw us a party. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, next, we got Hop versus Garrett. Uh, obviously, I got to go with Garrett here. I think he's going to run away with it. I think it's going to be close, but I got to prove to Hop that there's more to fantasy than just wins and losses. <laughs> yeah, I'll go Garrett here. Uh, just who I want to win, not who I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, finally, we got Andrew versus Jay. Uh, it's going to be a tight one. It's really going to come down to running backs. I think if Sony Michelle plays, it's Andrew, and if not, I'm going Jay. I think Jay's going to have another okay week out of his running backs that convinces him that he doesn't need a running back, and he wins. I think this is the matchup of the week right here, probably the closest game. I give an edge to Andrew because of his tight end situation. I don't like what Jay's doing. Well, yeah. Right. Yep, fair points all around. All right, guys, uh, do you, either of you have anything to add before we wrap it up? Uh, Hop is not the best, breaking news. Yeah, yeah, we all are well aware. The only one who's <laughs> not aware of that is Hop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. This is fun. Yeah, man, we're glad to, uh, glad to have you on. I'm glad you came on. Hopefully some more guys who haven't been on yet will uh, come on, and hopefully you'll come back on another time. We've still got plenty more weeks to go. All right, guys, we'll see you on Tuesday, and we'll see how this all shakes out. And, uh, George, I'm sorry to tell you, buddy, but it's not your week. <laughs>